South, we stay close to the water and we listen to zombie takeout. I mean, what is this? Candid camera or something? Welcome to episode 514 of Zombie, Zombie Takeout. Take to remind you, we started last year with episode 500. Man. Yeah, that, uh, oof. It's been a minute. <laughs> it was another one of those, what happened to our lives, man? <laughs> well, it wasn't what happened to our lives, it was what happened to the writers and actors' lives that... That's affected true. our production schedule. That's true. And uh, I wanted us to come back at the before the end of last year. I was like, no, nah, we should, you know, it's been so long. We should do just one before we come in. And, and you were like, no. And mm-hmm. uh, that was that week I was in the hospital. So oh, yeah, so it was good <laughs> so that we for, didn't. That's the one thing I was thinking of lying in the hospital going, you know, John was right. It was a good thing we didn't come back. <laughs> I, I wanted to take a bit of a hiatus and and just for a few months. And, you know, it, it worked out well for you because. Oh, it worked out beautifully for me. <laughs> pancreatitis, I believe you, meant, you yes. said something about Yes, it was. Pancreatitis. Uh, my post-Thanksgiving uh, blast uh, was just feeling like I got stabbed in the stomach one morning. and. Ooh. um I'm thinking I just did, got food poisoning or something and uh, thinking the ER people were going to, I'm gonna even like, why am I even at the ER? Yeah, it's bad, whatever. Uh, and then when they said they, they didn't make me wait, which was like my first tip of like, mm-hmm. huh, okay, <laughs> serious. Yeah. And then they're like, oh no, you're, you're staying. <laughs> like, wait, I'm going to stay overnight. <laughs> and yeah, that was like eight long days. <laughs> Glad you recovered. Um, yeah. So, did you watch anything interesting while you were locked up? Uh, no, I watched a lot of football actually mm. while I was locked up. Um, but but we've done some movies, you know, mm. taking the nephew to see stuff. That was a segue. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I I noticed. I'm like, is he t- is he lining up? Like we we did some pre show planning or something. What the fuck? What happened to us? We've changed, man. Um. So yeah, I took the nephew to see some movies. He is uh, of the ripe old age of nine now. <laughs> and uh, we did uh, Migration, the Keneal Nanjani uh, cartoon that uh, I don't know if anyone's really heard of. No, I haven't. Um... <laughs> I've seen one ad for it. And it was like after we took him to it. <laughs> but yeah, it's about a group of uh, ducks who uh, normally don't fly south for the winter. They normally just stay in their pond because the father is like, the world is scary and we're just going to stay at home. And they go off on this uh, caper into like New York City and then you know, down to, hmm. I think, Jamaica. But yeah, it was it was nice. It was cool. cool. Hmm. Um, the uh, the other one was, of course, that Spider-Man, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Spider-Verse, the second one, which I, I don't think I've actually seen the first one, but... I mean, does that really matter? <laughs> I loved the first one. In fact, I own it on DVD. I tapped out of the second one. It's just, it wasn't anything, at least as far as I watched, anything particularly new. Turns out it's a trilogy, so this is the middle yes. installment. <laughs> yes, uh, it was, it, there were a lot of, you know, 
winks and nods and mm-hmm. and inside references or whatever that aren't very inside of course uh they even did the meme you know with the the two spider-men you right. know pointing at each other right. um and then when it ended with a uh as they were preparing to get into the final battle it ended there mm-hmm. and had a, like a to be continued and to which my nephew who was sitting behind me uh, summed it all up by yelling boo <laughs> nice and I, was like, and I was like, yeah, that's appropriate. <laughs> the first one was really novel. Yeah. The animation style, of course, and, you know, having Miles instead of Peter. And I think that bought it a lot of love for me because it was just a different kind of Spider-Man movie. And I love but animation. But The animation style on this one was very good. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the way it changed for where they were and the mm. tone it was setting that it, was it looked that was probably good the, the best part one. yeah, yeah. It, it just was story-wise just more of the same and i got a little bored um i've also seen speaking of animated films nimona on netflix highly recommended um which brings me nicely to the academy awards um I have not seen any of the Best Picture nominees. I've seen about 10 minutes of Barbie before I tapped out. I did see Barbie. I did see Barbie. Barbie was fun. You know, it, it had its message, and, and there were some some fun things that they did. Uh, all the people in it are very funny, too. I, I liked the, you know, 2001 gag at the beginning, mm-hmm. but once it got into the main exposition, Having heard a lot about it, I was—I just knew exactly where it was going to go, and didn't feel like taking the ride. Now, with the Academy, though, um, nominating it for Best Picture—I mm-hmm. mean, they didn't really have to do that, you no. know. However, they did. <laughs> and when you nominate a movie for Best Picture, and then don't nominate the director, yeah. That, that's uh, that's that a problem. Is a snub. Yeah, <laughs> there isn't a way around it. I know it was like, well, yeah, they nominated her for a writer, and then mm-hmm. they were like all weird about gr- nominating Gerwig as a writer because they they put it as adapted screenplay. Like, what story of Barbie exists? You yeah. know, and there the, is one. Yeah, you know, cases have been made for the film not being nearly as subversive as it claims to be, but. The point is, it's a feminist takedown of right. the entertainment industry. Yes, and that, and there they are acting very weird about it. Because mm-hmm. again, uh, you know, if they didn't nominate um, Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. you know, okay, fine. You know, it's it's yeah. kind of a wooden performance because it's a doll. You mm-hmm. know, it's supposed to be kind of wooden, and uh-huh. you know, she has like a character arc. Uh, then they went and nominated <laughs> Ken. Yeah, yeah. Gosling for mm-hmm. Ken, who's pretty much a similar performance. Yeah. Honestly, the role he was born to play. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, if they didn't nominate it at all for anything, or maybe just gave Gerwig that weird best writing, mm-hmm. you know, adapted yeah. screenplay thing, it, I think we people would be mad about it. But it wouldn't be as much of a snub as nominating some things and then not nominating others. Right, right. I, I think they're going to go highbrow and give it to Oppenheimer. Yes, of course. Every like I, I hear it's 
it's just a homework assignment of a movie, honestly. Mm, yeah, I'm not going to watch <laughs> like, it, but same with I Killers of win. the Flower Moon. It's like it, I mean, you're talking about six hours of your life you are never getting back again, no, honestly. No. <laughs> now, on to the animated nominees, most of which I have actually seen. Um, Nimona, again, masterpiece. Uh, Spider Man uh, Into the Spider Verse. Miyazaki's comeback, The Boy and the Heron. It's Miyazaki. And one of their... Oh, the title is escaping me. Oh, Elemental, uh, oh. the latest Pixar movie. And one of the title of which is escaping me, I don't think it has a chance. I think it's going to come down to Nimona or Boy and the Heron. It just comes down to do they want to go woke or do they want to go you know, rewarding the returning massive earner? Uh, for Miyazaki, it's... I mean, maybe they would give him multiples, you know? Mm. He has one thing... in like a decade, though, or maybe right. even longer. It was um, Spirited Away. I, I think it was like 2005, actually. They're, they're usually very tough on people they've given awards to before. It's very rare they give multiples. Uh, so that's why um, people are not thinking that Emma Stone's going to win, even though she's won and mm. other things. Yeah. And it's going to go to that actress from Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. Um, I think Spider-Man's too much of a popcorn movie to win. And it was like gone at, in a minute from the theaters. Yeah. It wasn't exactly a box office, mm. you know, bonanza there. And I love Pixar and I really enjoyed Elemental, but it's not, you know, beat your heart in Pixar. It's not, Pixar. Up, it's not soul. You know, it's not the serious Pixar. It's fun. It's solid. But it's. It, I don't think it deserves a win. It looked too much like the uh, the other movie with the um, you know, like Lewis Black and mm-hmm. all the other, the the emotions, you know that. that oh yeah, that yeah, movie. Inside Out. Inside Out. It looked a lot Inside like that one. A much stronger. And, and it feels like Pixar needs to change the look up a little bit because mm-hmm. you can't really just. I mean, I guess you could. Chuck Jones, you know, did it. I'm surprised <laughs> Soul didn't get more love because that was a fucking masterpiece. And I feel like it didn't really get much outside of Disney Plus. It might have been a Disney Plus exclusive. Right, it was. Oh, it was. That okay. was one of the coming attractions to uh, Migration was that they were going to release, they were going to do limited runs of the stuff that was exclusive Disney oh. Plus movies. Okay. That had never, you know, pandemic stuff that never got theatrical releases. Mm-hmm. And my, my nephew's expecting us to take him to a movie like as often as possible. <laughs> but we're looking at the schedule and it's like, there's nothing for kids here, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're kind of like, when are they going to release these so we could take him to something? Mm-hmm. We're waiting for Kung, pa- Kung Fu Panda 4, mm-hmm. which is in a couple weeks. Four already? Like... Yeah, I have no idea. I missed two and three. I have no idea. But given your point about repeat, Oscar repeats, um, I'm going to go with Nimona for now. Um, yeah. It'll be an impressive move, but every once in a while they do go with that socially conscious movie. And of course, the Oscar thing, the only question of the Oscars I'm really concerned about mm-hmm. is will they give Paul Giamatti a nod? It's about time. Yeah. It's like him... And then someday we'll see Helena Bonham Carter come back and do something that they'll give. But mm. <laughs> she hasn't done anything Oscar worthy in a long time. So 
What can he do? Jamadi is the guy you recognize but can't think of the name of. Unless, like us, you're a movie <laughs> geek and a big fan. I think it was, you know, they were doing something on CBS Sunday morning and just, you know, <laughs> just the, the scenes he has. Yeah. Just, I mean, fucking John Adams, you know, oh, pig yeah. vomit. Mm-hmm. So on to this week's movie, which is a tribute to the late great Carl Weathers, Hurricane Smith, suggested by Bodo. Um, Bodo, we may need to have a word. Um. <laughs> you had one job, man. <laughs> and that brings us to the impromptu plot summary sponsored by Australia, who would like to apologize for the making of this movie. And also brought to you by scores where the musician didn't actually watch the movie. Uh, if he did, man, I don't know if that makes it worse or funnier. <laughs> and speaking of scores, they had the name Brian May. It's not it's probably that a very Brian common name. May, right? <laughs> it's got to be a common name. Uh, I mean, I thought, like, is are we going to hear like a Highlander kind of sco- type score? And uh, there was some acoustic guitar in the beginning because they were that was the... not acoustic guitar. That was a synth, synth guitar that okay. was trying to impersonate either a guitar or a harpsichord. I don't know. And so yeah, Brian May wouldn't have done that. No, it wasn't that Brian May. <laughs> uh, yeah, like astrophysicists can't. These people a movie clearly for did shit. not have the budget for that Brian May. <laughs> so we're on the fields of Texas. Uh, where, you know, the, the ranger seems to be wearing some sort of strange outback kind of hat. <laughs> I'm like, that's an odd choice. <laughs> um, but uh, they, he gets news that his, uh, his mom has passed away and his, uh, his sister's been missing. Uh, so he's going to go and look for her. Well, where is she? She's in Australia. And uh, he takes the flight. Uh, he has no address. He has a couple pictures of buildings. I'm still imagining. Like, suppose someone didn't know my address, so they just kind of had a picture of, like, our house. <laughs> they just had to go somewhere in the city of Chicago <laughs> to find it. How long would that take, you think? <laughs> I mean, it's a big city, and I'm sure... Mm-hmm. I'm sure whatever Australian coast aerial area this is, is ginormous too. Yeah. We made a point of mentioning the Gold Coast a handful of times. Uh, so they speed, they, they cut to the chase and he just miraculously finds her on the single cab ride into this coastal area. Uh, who knows how much he spent on the cab. Uh, and, uh, Oh, that's right. It's uh, it was the uh, the new age, <laughs> the strange new age music playing in this uh, brothel, yeah, uh, call girl house. I don't know what you would call the scene. Work. It was just one woman working though, <laughs> and uh, the the pimp is just this runty guy, and uh, you're just like, oh, all right. I was so disappointed when he didn't die at the end. I thought he did. No, he got up. No, well, anyway, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. He, uh, <laughs> so, uh, 
This prostitute, of course, had worked with his sister and knew him, but nobody seems to know exactly what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, throughout this uh, intro, of course, there's been um, this whole mob war going on in the, the Australian uh, city. And uh, people are caught up in that. People are getting like a, just hit and, and <laughs> this montage of people getting killed <laughs> back and forth after the quiet uh you know scene in texas and uh well it's obvious that something happened to his sister from one of these mob bosses and uh nobody wants to just come out and say it and uh honestly do they even really they they kind of say it but do you believe the guy that said it that that she killed she was killed (laughs) And why was she killed even? Like, what was it? Like, he just said something like, ah, oh, we got tired of her and that was it. I was like, okay. All right. I mean, he was kind of just doing that to get under uh, Hurricane Smith's skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a bunch of uh, crazy chase scenes, of course. And uh, the the hooker with the heart of gold, you know, falls for Hurricane Smith. And uh, they they team all team up together to uh, fight this mobster, and uh, hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. And again, that opening music was just uh, <laughs> as bad as the rest of the movie. It was just it almost didn't feel like composed. It was just someone rambling on a keyboard. You know, that's what it was. A lot of the music of this film, and it's so bad it is distracting from mm-hmm. the film, actually. Because um, I think the music is of worse quality than the film. It, it was just somebody canoodling on a keyboard, yeah, yeah. and cr- trying to create what they felt like were atmospheres for each scene. But they were so weird and off. Noodling on a keyboard, by the way, canoodling on a keyboard means something else entirely. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now there's a scene early on where the drug dealers who his sister got mixed up with basically throw a guy to the sharks off the back of a boat. The sharks wouldn't have gone after him unless he was bleeding. I just have to pick that. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. I So if they like gave him a quick cut, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But nothing in the start of the film feels connected. He gets no. the call about his mother's death and then we get a scene with the head drug dealer and then they're on a boat and <laughs> they're they're killing the guy fishing and then they're doing these other mob hits it just doesn't make sense until he shows up in australia i have to say i like septic as an insult even yes. without the context i mean yeah. the context is fun too it's it's kind of a cockney rhyming thing with yank septic tank um septic yank yeah i gotta say at least initially Weather's charisma alone bought it a brain. Because <laughs> he is fun to watch. Yes. Although, Jürgen Prock now, who is the, the villain, and is a damn good actor, really overdid it. <laughs> right. You, uh, they're, they're kind of playing this... Uh, he's trying to play like a chess game, mm-hmm. but... But he's not given much to really work with. No. Oh, speaking of the pictures sent by his sister, mm-hmm. 
Was she topless in one of them? There was somebody who was topless. Yeah, in the, that seemed his, weird. His, his brother. Uh, yeah, that that was a good laugh. <laughs> At one point, Prokhnev's character says, talking to his boss, that's what you pay me all the lolly for. Lolly <laughs> is Australian for candy. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a weird is he paid in drugs, maybe? I don't maybe, know. maybe. Um, it's, if that's the case, sure. But if it's money, candy in place of money just doesn't make sense. Drugs would make sense. Yeah. Um, but I would think money. Yeah. I, I thought that maybe the action scenes would redeem the movie a bit because, you know, Weathers does some good action scenes. It was realistic, but the f- choreography was just non-existent. Yeah. And, I mean, there were some there's some good car driving work. Hmm. Although the whole time that that's going on, I'm like, why would they do this? <laughs> And a high-speed chase with guns involving a bus full of innocence was, I think, a first for me, but also really disturbing. It, it uh, Of course it's a first, because they're, they're supposed to be, you know, the mob, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. low profile. Right. You don't know what's going on. No witnesses. And to just do this, not in broad daylight, it was, in, it was in, at night, yeah. but a whole, you know bus full of people to run up against it that's a lot of witnesses to handle the sex worker that smith got involved with is running away from prognow and she jumps on the tour bus and they chase the tour bus and shoot at it which i do have to admit who saw that coming yeah true (laughs) i mean of course it didn't make any sense which is why you wouldn't see that coming (laughs) you assume that was the end of the chase she got on the bus they're gonna go you know she got away and instead, they keep going after the bus. Yeah. I got to say, I did like her grandfather's rant about what the U.S. did to Australia. <laughs> I, I, I really hadn't thought of it that way. Mm. <laughs> of course, there's a crowbar in romantic subplot between the two. I'm not surprised, just disappointed. Uh, I thought it was really funny because uh, they get to the part where it's about to start and he turns the lamp off and you kind of think they're just doing the, you know, Oh, and it fades Fade to black, black yeah. and that's it. And instead the seed <laughs> goes to this like light, weight skin max kind of thing. The most cliche sex scene ever. And <laughs> there went the brain I gave the movie for weather's charisma. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. And when they're getting to know each other, the movie just kind of seems to lose its plot for a minute. Like, there's very little mention of a sister or anything. Yeah, they shoehorn the the, the story about him getting the nickname Hurricane mm-hmm. as a story that his sister told. Yeah. You do for pretty much forget about the sister yeah. <laughs> somewhere halfway through this. Like, like I said, I don't know really what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Like... She may have just left town and not come back, you know. I think they eventually confirmed that she de- she was dead. He only tells, um, the, 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 the bad guy only tells uh, Smith this while he's bound. Okay. And they're torturing him. Mm-hmm. So. It was it, never resolved. 
You're right. And then it, it didn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. It was just like we we all had, were intimate with her. And <laughs> it was like, you know, that doesn't make it sound as, uh, no. you know, sting as much as you could say. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, yeah, we all, you know, had some. <laughs> and then we got tired of her. You know, that doesn't make any sense. By the way, the coin toss game that they show in the movie, Two Up, it's a real thing. Except they use two coins in the real version. And it's illegal in Australia, except for on Anzac Day, which is Australian uh, Memorial Day. And (laughs) all of the proceeds that the house wins in those legal games have to go to charity. Now, one other part I did love about this movie is that guy who you thought was going to be the bad, you know, pimp (laughs) at the beginning. And who, of course, gives one of two Rocky references that he's sylvester stallone uh (laughs) that they wind up actually becoming you know sidekicks (laughs) i was disappointed because he irritated the shit out of me they shoot him at one point in the big shootout at the end i was so pissed when he got up but the thing is he started bleeding out of his mouth and he he got back like i think i think he died with that shot maybe he did die because I have I don't have the note about being uh, not surprised but disappointed about his death, which I know I typed up. I probably removed it when he died. The other thing was Griffo named his dog Shanks mm-hmm. after him yeah. in the end when he got his new dog. Uh-huh. And I don't think he would have done that if Shanks had lived. We probably right. would have seen Shanks seeing Smith off at the airport mm-hmm. in the end if right. he'd lived. Yeah. So um, I really think that was his last act of life was saving smith's life the bomb on the boat was a surprise i didn't see that coming yeah that, that was like a wait what <laughs> and just before that uh smith's acting for fenton the rich guy was so bad that it actually shows how good weather's acting was most of the time <laughs> but he could actually act badly when he wanted to and for that last shootout, I just expected to hear Mike Post music over it because it really looked like something out of the A-Team. It totally was the A-Team. And this is like a few years after the A-Team was actually off the air. Mm-hmm. So It was filmed in 90 and released in 92. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was probably around the same time almost. Yeah. And... I don't think either of us want a sequel or a remake. <laughs> the sequel would be... Well, the uh, sequel was kind of moot at this point. But. Uh, I guess so. The sequel would be the sister coming back to Texas to find out what happened well, yeah. to uh, Smith. Only she was too late. And I don't think you could make a competent remake of it. <laughs> I, I just don't think it works. So uh, looking at the cast here... This uh, so cr- pretty crazy stuff like this. The one that was the sex worker in this, that was John Denver's wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On her Wikipedia, it says she's best known for marrying and then divorcing John uh, Denver. Like she was a singer, mm-hmm. and then she. This was a brief stint of acting. Okay, uh, it was... seemed like the other way around for me. She was primarily an actor who had a brief stint as a singer, but either way, she's best known for marrying and divorcing John Denver, so yeah, her like, career didn't make much of a splash. Like, did a, a string... This was the last of four movies she had done, and then, uh, 
like divorced Denver after this and mm-hmm. has really just only done appearances as a singer more than anything uh-huh. else. And then of course the the man that this tribute is about, uh-huh. Carl Weathers. Look at his IMDB. Mm-hmm. It's just I mean his first role starts in a dirty Harry film Magnum Force. Okay. Good times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like an uncredited thing. This is so. This is like after his football career had ended, right. which was very brief, only a couple years. Okay. But does like Serpico, and uh, and it does a bit part in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I did not remember that. I may have to revisit that movie. <laughs> He's just like one of the military police guys. Okay. But of course, Rocky and all mm-hmm. that, and the Predator, and you know, Action Jackson. And we uh, would have done Action Jackson, but the reviews were worse than this, <laughs> and Beto suggested this one. And that actually made box office. Mm-hmm. The Action Jackson that was considered his uh, his his big uh, career. It's one of those movies I've always been curious about, but after this, I, don't, I think I'm going to skip it and just remember <laughs> him as Garth Kiga. Or Grief Karga, sorry. Yeah. This was supposed to have been a TV movie, which is, I think, why that thing with the turning out the light was probably, you know, mm-hmm. the TV version right, where right. was supposed to end there. Convenient they, editing. Yeah. <laughs> On the brains. On the brains. Like I said, it lost the brain for uh, Weather's Charisma, so I'm giving it half a brain each for the two things that surprised me. It's getting one. Ah, I had a pretty good time with it. It was a lot of fun. There were some unexpected things, and you got Carl Weathers, so I'm uh, I'm going three. Oh, wow. All right. What have you learned? Uh, That's not a climax. That's a climax. I actually forgot to put anything, so I'm just going to say I didn't learn a damn thing. Uh, rest <laughs> in peace, Carl Weathers. Did you know that uh, that shrimp on the Barbie phrase mm-hmm. was just for American tourists? I'm not surprised. <laughs> that it was Paul Hogan doing an ad for, you know, come visit mm-hmm. Australia. Yeah. I'll throw another shrimp on the Bobby for you. He probably just improvised that off the top of his head, and it became a thing. Because think about it. They would call them prawns. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they'd use the British term. Yeah. So he was talking to us. Uh-huh. Huh. That's what you've learned now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's it for Hurricane Smith. Until next time, when we'll finally be reviewing Star Trek Beyond, finishing off the Star Trek movies. <laughs> Man, we've been, waiting, we've been waiting years to do this. 2016, if I recall correctly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Until then, of course, always remember to never forget, wherever you go in life, there, there you are. You are.